Bada boom. All right. So we have a wonderful guest for you tonight. She is a doctor. She is a specialist with angels. I got to talk to her the other night. And let me tell you, this this woman is talented. Hi, Lily. Hey. So let me bring you up on the screen. Okay. I didn't know how to say your last name, so I didn't even want to try. No, it's Bhattacharya. It's Lily Bhattacharya. Oh, that's not Bhattacharya? Yeah. Oh, well, that's it. not that hard. It just, right. maybe it looks hard because there's a lot of letters in it. Right, exactly. I did want to ask you, what does the P-S-Y-D mean? It means I have a doctorate in clinical psychology. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so I, I, I'm a lic- I was a licensed clinical psychologist for 23 years. So I got a PhD, um, uh, what is it called, thesis. I did that, so I would get the doctorate. But I didn't want to do research, so I didn't get a PhD. I got a PsyD. So that, that's what the letters mean. I just wanted people to know that I was that educated, that's all. Because, oh, you know, sometimes the you know you don't are just not that well educated and I am so I thought you you know your listeners should know that as what you know what my listeners can tell by the first sentence you spoke how smart you are that's oh, how, that's how much I love my listeners they can tell and they don't insult but I could tell from the first time I talked to you that you were college level and more than me because I'm only I'm working on my bachelor's and my master's at the same time Right. So I started working on my master's in my uh, sophomore year. Right. And it's hard. <laughs> no, it is. It's a lot of work. It is. It, it really is. And so that's why I tell people, you know, I'll, I'll, when I put it on correspondence or letters, it's just to let people know, you know, hey, you're dealing with someone who's doctorate level educated. It's a little bit different. So. Well, see, that kind of changes things from our last conversation. <laughs> okay. Knowing... <clears throat> Well, knowing all that, I mean, that would how how does that apply in your trade? Um, so uh, I guess you missed that part of the conversation, or maybe you know, because I understand you're you know you're kind of busy with all your stuff going on. So I was a licensed psychologist for 23 years. I was in New York, and then I came to California. Uh, California is a little stricter with their guidelines. You had to do an oral exam. Um, I then did it thinking that's what I wanted to do, and I did enjoy it a lot. I, I loved private practice. As the years went by, and as you get more experience and you take on more sophisticated and tougher cases, the you know there's a strain there. You yeah. can only do so much. You have to stay within certain boundaries. You don't want to burn out. Yeah. What, right. And so some of the stuff that I wanted to do on a spiritual level, um, on an existential level, I couldn't do. It, okay. it wasn't. Um, and, and if I did do it, I had to do it in a very specific guided way. And I thought, you know, this isn't me. So I thought at a certain point, I just thought I'm leaving. I'm going to shut the door in psychology and I'm going to do spiritual life coaching. So I actually got a license as a reverend out here in California okay. to, to do the coaching. And so I've been doing tarot and oracle readings for 23 years as a separate business. So it kind of, you know, you saw me read, Daryl. Oh, yeah. So, I, so I've been doing it. So I just continued it. And I've been doing it on Facebook and on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, and so that's how that transition happened. I'm just a very well-educated <laughs> Uh, intuitive and, and it uh, and I'm I'm sorry about going 
I know I kind of asked the same question, but I got the different answer I was looking for. So I guess you picked up on what I was trying to get at, and I appreciate that. Um, sure. I'm still working on my bachelor's, so I'll I'll get the English language better as I go. No, you, um, you know, you're doing right. It's it's a lot to do both at the same time. It is. It's just a lot. There's just a lot of book learning, a lot of studying. I get it. It's just a lot. You know. Yeah. And and I love it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I. I've been offered to uh, teach at the school that I'm at, um, right. and they offered to, they said, well, if you do your master's here, we'll build you a, a computer department, but then you have to agree to teach. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to pass on my knowledge. I think that'd be fun. Right. Um, so I, I was all for that. So tonight's all about you. So let's get back to you. Um, yeah. Yes, I that reading on Daryl was phenomenal. and. Thank I didn't get to say that much there, but you were everything that I was, you know, I'm sitting there listening and, and you're, you know, talking with Daryl and me and you were hitting everything that I was saying a lot closer than other readers would. And, um, uh, other, uh, another angel, um, uh, spiritual angelist, I guess is what you would call it. Right. You're like an angel reader. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, angelic reader i'm sorry um okay. so you even hit the very sh in the amount of very amount of short time you did extremely well um Thank you. so yeah i i was absolutely impressed with that and and that's why i was like and and you're also new to the network right correct i've only done two shows right two shows um yeah and so I have a lot of people that I know who are really good readers that I would like to show with them because they all are kind of different. Yeah. Everyone has a different flavor to them and they all have a different audience. Um, and I want to cover some spiritual topics, you know, like I talked about. So last time we did Archangels, we'll be doing crystals, spiritual books, Reiki, um, art therapy. We'll be doing a lot of stuff. Indigo Kids therapy with indigo kids i can finally talk about that um yeah i just can't claim to be a psychologist but i can claim to be someone who's been educated as such right. and is using it now as a life coach and I, so yeah i don't like how the right the regulations keep people that are beyond that advanced level because you've taken it to a whole nother level and right. then according to the way the u.s uh, the way the U.S. passes out their permits and their names and, and their identifications of it, right. you, you don't get you, you don't get a well, fair shake at I it. You... I can tell you, Daryl. So the board, the board's really tough and really strict and conservative, and they wanted to feel like, um, you know, we don't prove of you because you're a psychic as well and you claim all these things and i thought yeah and i and i've been proven and i had a radio show before and i've been tested and i said you know i'm like and so i don't i felt no issue and i thought they wanted to see me destroyed and i thought well it's not going to happen yeah. i'm just as happy i'm doing what i want i'm helping people i love who i am i love what i do there's a purpose in my life and i answer to a higher authority i answer to god as well as following the laws and being ethical, you know. So yes. the, the people that I'm going to be bringing on to the show have to pass kind of a rigorous test because they have to be really nice. Mm -hmm. They have to be personable. A lot of them have education as well, which is always nice. It's always an asset. And they they really have a good set of ethics. You know, they won't hurt people. 
and they'll they'll do the best they can to show you what you can do with your life which is great and yeah. so that's what it's all about so uh, i do yeah. i do my best to keep um, I always like to talk to people before I let them come on the show because the first four years I was on the air, I never had a guest. I didn't need you one. You told me. You told yeah. me. Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, I've done extensive biblical study um, beyond the Bible. I have every book ever written that man has ever found. And uh-huh. I've gone through each one of those books word by word, page by page. Um, right. just about letter by letter. Um, one of my dreams is to learn Greek and Hebrew so I can even go back to the original, yeah. right, yeah. original, yeah. original language of it and study it. Um, cause if you read, if you really understand the Bible, there's more supernatural in the Bible than there is the TV shows that are on sci-fi. I know, I know. And it's, it's, it's also a historical document. It's a metaphysical document. They've left the woman out. They've taken reincarnation out because they didn't want people to have, you know, more chances. So it's become a political document. You know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm right there with you. But, but um, thankfully we have those books that didn't well, make course. it in the Bible that we still have access to that, that tells us about all this stuff that the existential stuff that, they wouldn't allow in the Bible because it wasn't politically correct. Or when they, they, the whole reason of knocking out Enoch is because um, they said, well, Enoch means teacher. So we don't know who wrote this, which that's a lie. They exactly know who wrote it. It says it right there in the first three paragraphs, who he was, but they throw the book out because it, it was too, to you know, I was talking about flying saucers and talking about angels coming down and being able to be seen and being able to um, to have an effect on what's going on in the physical world that we live in that we can see. Um, right. And yeah. so, before we get too much into that, I want to just take a back. Do you, let me. May I ask you about your family? Sure, of course. Because I love all my listeners love it. The I, I the first thing I want to find out from my guests is how how what you do affects your family, either in a good or a bad way that you've seen that you could uh, that you can explain. Sure. So they're pretty private. Um, it was kind of kept secret. The the gift runs in the family. I can tell you that much. Um, when I finally, when my mother finally discovered I was doing this, she wanted to know how I did it. I was self-taught. I found a tarot deck. Uh, like it was like I saw a past life person and I just kept playing with it and it just sort of developed. I started to get really in-depth answers. I opened a business because of it. I then offered read. I started to charge and then it just blew from there. I really thought she was very conservative. My father was much more accepting of this stuff. Uh, and he had passed. Um, I just didn't know how she'd respond. She was uh, impressed, and then she asked me some questions, and when she got the answers, she was like, this is going to be really interesting. Um, so it runs in the family. I have a very large family. I have a very well-educated family. Everyone has a college degree or higher. Um, the gift runs in the family, so they don't focus on that. They right. you know, focus on other stuff. Um uh, it, it's, it's sort of, how should I put this? Because I went to psychology, they were proud that I had become a doctor first. Right. Um, and then now that I do this, they sort of 
they have quiet regard because they realize I've had a radio show. They realize now some of them are beginning to find it. I've actually helped. So there's a friend of mine who works with the police. And then sometimes when she needs um, some backup information, just to kind of verify, you know, if she's on the right track, she calls me. So that always feels good. So I'm, I'm definitely building more and more. And I'd love to do like a paranormal show. And, you know, I just, I'm trying to expand. So they are not, they don't talk about it much. They do respect it. Um, I'm sure some of them don't believe it and have, you know, talked behind my back. That's okay. Um, I really don't care. We get that Um, from all over. I don't really care because I'm in my life doing my thing and I've got my mojo and there's a whole world Mm -hmm. that's been opened up to me through social media of people who've come who have helped around the globe. And so I'm so busy in doing that that I kind of can't help it. But, but again, they, I know I've had my mother's respect. If have my father, again, I see, I think you missed all this. So my dad, when I was younger, I used to see spirits as a child. Mm -hmm. My dad knew this and sort of kind of kept a close eye on me. because I was very precocious. Um, And then um, I used to tell him to check for monsters and and stuff. I think the monsters were some of the the spirits that maybe scared me a little bit. Um, most of them were neutral. They were kind of transient. They didn't really bother me. Um, and then he had a library full of ESP, Indigo Children, Reincarnation, Astral Projection, um, Rosicrucians, you know, everything you can think of, the Mormons. So he was just trying to figure out information about other cultures, other religions, and trying to understand them. And so, um, even though we were Hindu, we, uh, have you ever heard of Self-Realization Fellowship? Yes. Yeah, so... So that's what I was raised as. So we meditate, um, but we believe in all faiths. I celebrate all cultural, you know, religions and traditions, and um, there's holidays. See and that. I just meditate twice a day. So um, I, you know, celebrate Jesus Christ and Buddha and, and all the good things. And um, so that's part of my family. My family, a lot of them don't pray. They don't care. They don't give a crap. They uh, they're very materialistic. I'm the only one on spiritual. My mother is too. My dad was. Um, my sister sort of respects the fact that I'm on it and, uh, notes it and she's trying to teach her children to, you know, to really pray and and to, to try to meditate. So there's, there's that, but that's the type of family I come from. So, um, honestly, that's, um, aside from your family, that's awesome that everybody has a degree and everybody is doing well. That's, that's amazing. it's It's a huge blessing. It's a huge blessing that I don't take for granted. The fact that they're that motivated to try to find out what they're good at and then try to help and serve society, it's wonderful. You know, they, they, we're really lucky. Most of them are in good marriages. This, this is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I consider this a blessing, and I'm truly grateful for what I have, and I realize that's not the experience that everyone has. And so... Um, so yeah, so that's where I come from. And, and, you know, like the saying goes to those who much is given, much is expected. Yes. So I've always tried to teach, to do workshops, to, you know, if I happen to collect a lot or, or get something, I try to give it, you know, in return. Um, and people have been really grateful, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, the majority of my clients, both we're all spiritual, um, very grateful. A lot of them transferred over when I did the coaching. Um, some of them just said, you know, we know you, I trust you. I'm not going to start over with another therapist. I don't care if they call you a coach. 
you know, and then there becomes the fine line. If they really do need certain things that I can't provide, then I would prefer them out. They would do right. both. They me for coaching, then they would do that for therapy. So yeah, there was there was that. So it's um, so that's where it, I come from. That's the family. It was a big deal when I lost my therapist, and when she retired, there was no one else I could go to because. I'm such an extreme person, you know, I mean, ADHD, PTSD, um, bipolar, and then on top of that, um, an empath and clairvoyant, and I've been accurate 100%. I I don't miss. I don't put dates and stuff like that on on stuff. Uh, I just repeat what I see, and then... You know, six months later, it'll happen and someone will notice it. And it's been good that way. But I've only recently in the last six months, about the same time I started doing interviews is when I learned that. um, And and I don't think I would have been able to do the interviews without dealing with the the empath and, and learning how to deal with that first. Okay. Um, I, I've been clear my daughter's clairvoyant and an empath also, so we can talk back and forth without right. speaking. I know when she gets hurt. I know when she stubs a toe, I know. And, um, she, the same with me. Um, she knew, uh, the night I lost my leg, we hadn't talked. She got sick and had a seizure and that was, she don't, she didn't have one for like five years. She goes, I had a seizure on this night. I was like, baby, that's the night I lost my leg. That's the night they cut it off. And so something always happens when the other one's in trouble. And if it's bad, it make me physically sick. Um, Even being around too many people that are angry. Um, I was working on a job and um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but, um, you know, I, I was on the job site and it was a family owned business and they started arguing, you know, families, when they argue, it gets loud, you know, and they were, they were dead set from two different directions. It got so bad. I went through up and I sent all my workers home and I went home for a couple of days. It took me a couple of days to recover from it. Um, I get hit hard. Um, I'm feeling auras as people drive past the house. I can mm-hmm. tell. Uh, it only takes a few seconds. I don't have to touch them. As long as I'm within about 100 yards of them, I can feel them, which made, you know, knocks out concerts, fairs. Um, I, I can't be around that many people. There's too much anxiety in this world. And now with all this BS going on with, you know, in Washington, and it's made the whole country angry, yeah. I, I got yelled at by my doctor for voting for Trump. I literally got chased out of the office, calling him a racist, calling, comparing him with Hitler and everything else. And, you know, I'm a rotten SOB for voting for him. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, no matter the consequences, I'm not going to lie. You ask me who I vote for, I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then to get that, I, I just I wasn't expecting that type of reaction out of that level of a professional. You know, he's been a doctor for 60 years. You know, he's, uh-huh. yeah, he's getting up there. He's like 75 years old, but he just he nails everything on the first visit. You know, right. he's because of him. I'm still here. 
I've fought Mercer. I've had two major staph infections. I've had I I have a disease called cellulitis, which at any time my fat cells go from one to two hundred, and it just tightens up my skin. It triples the size of my arm, and then whatever the only way the hospital deals with is, they just start cutting stuff off. So oh yeah, uh, that I my uh, left hand. My two, my ring finger and my pinky are no longer moved. They're half curled, and they won't. They don't move either direction. And then on my left hand, uh, my index finger is uh, by the uh, first knuckle. It's about three times the size of a normal finger, and then it goes down to a normal size uh, past the knuckle. So that don't move back and forth a whole lot. I lost my leg. And uh, I broke my spine in early in my life, so I've got a lot of scar tissue in the back of it. So I've lost most of the feeling in my legs and then, lo- you know, lost the uh, below calf amputation on my left leg. And all this has been in the last five years and most of it within the last 18 months. So I, I taxed my insurance company so bad I had them screaming. They tried to drop me four times, and the state had it step in and say, no, you can't drop him. You know, I got nowhere to go, so they can't, you know, they've already taken everything from me. There's no more to take, so, uh, you know, um gets a little frustrating, but it, it's... It, it made me go back inside, and then I started concentrating on the radio show because, you know, for a couple of years, I didn't do a whole lot. I was so sick, and then I just got back into the radio and meeting people that way and dealing with people the way I do now on Skype and uh, talk to people. It's a lot easier. Um, uh, the electronic airwaves blocks a lot of the uh, feelings that people are feeling. So I don't I, like w- with me talking to you, I can't read. I can't get a uh, empath feeling. I can hear, you know, sometimes when people bring up frustrations and stuff, but I can't feel them when I'm talking to them on the phone. So I don't have to deal with it. So it's a lot easier. And this show has been the only thing that I've had basically through the whole thing and been able to do it. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of really cool people. And uh, by the way, when I came in that conversation, that was past. You were already talking about the angels, so I missed the whole first part. Um, I didn't get a chance to hear all that. And besides, I have a lot of listeners that are not cross with daryl and his shows so you are speaking to a whole new audience um we yeah so that's why that's why i try to get the new hosts that come in you know i've been here the second longest behind gary and i want to tell everybody about your show and i want to make sure that lots of people here so they can come and listen to you because we all need people to hear us in order for us to speak and it to work you know you got to have an audience so i want to i want to do what i can to help i'm i'm a um i don't know how you'd call it but if i if i can help someone i don't care if it empties my pocket i'm gonna help them and i'll deal with not having any money later and that kind of irritates my mom but 
I, I can't help it. That's just the way I am. I don't like seeing people in pain, and I don't. So I will go out of my way to do whatever I can possible to help. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always done that. And I think that's part of the empath. But I still don't. I, I've got a couple of books, and I've been reading them. I still don't understand it completely. Um, I know it's there. I've given up on religion. Um, I stay spiritual, and I still follow my path. I believe in God. I, I, a loosely defined Christian, because I don't even like some of the definitions of what they've become. Yeah. You know, churches have become businesses, you know. And I can understand. I, I know exactly what you mean. When I was a psychologist, I had someone call me and say, are you a Christian counselor? And I said, well, I believe in Christ. And she said, but only Christ? And I was like, wow. I was like, nope. I told her, I said, no, that's not the only thing. And so she hung up the phone. I'm sure she found somebody else who I'm sure would work with her. Um, and so my message is, too, if, if you don't find somebody that is resonating with you as a therapist, keep looking because you're going to find somebody. There's so many, like ice cream, there's so many different flavors. You'll find somebody that will jazz with you. You know, don't oh, give up because healing is so important. It yeah. is. You're like, you are so important. It's just necessary. Well, fortunately, we have a a very wide variety of hosts here at GERN that true, I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been able to just talk with Chris or Andrew, uh, Jennifer, and I've been just about able to work through everything with, without having to go back into a therapist situation because they, I got so much going on that it, it turns into a, I'm a lost cause and the office, the front office of they want to get rid of me because they, you know, they only, uh, what was their deterrent? What was their termination? It was, they only want people for like six months and then they want to go on to the next person. Well, I don't have those kind of problems. I will never not need a therapist. You know, it, it, It'll never go away. I got to talk to people. Now, I have found in the last six months, well, it's been a little longer than six months now, but learning, you know, in the process of learning, and, and I'm sure you, you felt this way, as, as you learn new things and it makes a huge difference, it kind of lights up your eyes and you're like, yeah, this, this makes sense. I get this. Right. No, a lot of none of my other friends get it. Oh. And you know, it takes time, but most of my circle of friends have all come around to where they're like, "All right, Tom, yeah, you you've called it right enough times when we were making fun of you because, you know, you believed in angels flying around and, you know, that God knew about spaceships before, you know, uh I I was telling them there was a whole nother civilization on this world that was as advanced, if not farther than us, that, you know, didn't use automobiles, didn't waste their time on a lot of this stuff where we waste our time at. Um, I don't watch TV no more. I started stop being uh, stop being as sick as soon as I cut out the TV. Um, I cut out the TV, got really sick. And then I've been getting better and better, you know, uh, up to this point. Um, do you run across a lot of people that 
that don't believe that you know give you a hard time or are you pretty much um so there yeah i know what you mean with questions you mean like whether or not i have an ability yeah okay so i'll say five five ten percent yeah oh why should i pay you or can you do a free question so i'll basically tell them that i donate a lot of free time on a lot of the groups and that i have feedback files they can check it out i have a facebook page they can check out the reviews and I'll say, you know, I'm sorry. At this point, you really need to pay something. Even if you want to pay something at a reduced rate, at least to begin with, right. you're going to pay something. Otherwise, I'm not bothering. Um, I have enough people coming in. I don't need it. And so. for all my listeners, we will have all those links in the description on the YouTube and on the Facebook underneath the video. So any any way you want to get a hold of her or um, if you want to ask her any questions, um, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. And then I would like, if it's okay with you, I'd like to get into the Angels when and talk a little bit about them if you sure. would like to. All right. We'll, we will play a quick commercial and we will be back with you. This is Blue Collar Politics on the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. And we are also on psn-radio.com, so check it out. And we will be right back after these commercials if I can get them started. Are you tired of coming home to find out only that you've been robbed? Did your alarm company call you and tell you that you've been robbed and the police will be there in 20 minutes? No one can stop all these. But at CK Custom Security Consultants, we can design and install a real CCTV security system that will give you the evidence you need to put them away. Here at CK Custom Security Consultants, we do an on-site engineering assessment where we discuss the pros and cons of the different security systems available that just might suit your needs. This service is free. There are several different financial options available for you, and we look forward to meeting you and assisting you in reaching your security goals. CKCustom.com, where all of your security needs are met. Are you sick of our healthcare system? The lies constantly putting you on one more drug that isn't covered by your health insurance company? I'm sick of it too, and I found a very old recipe for colloidal silver. It is a liquid solution created using electrolysis to suspend pure metallic elemental silver in groups of particles of 18 atoms or fewer, each with a positive electric charge attached to a simple protein molecule in distilled water. Some say that the colloidal silver goes back 4,000 years. I found the process that was almost been lost to time. Colloidal silver works just like triple antibiotic ointment. It will keep your cuts clean and it's an antiviral too. This product could save your life when there's no doctor around and you can put colloidal silver directly on the wound to keep the infection away. Get yours now at bootcollarpolitics.org. Just click on the BCP store tab and you are on your way to having that doctor in a bottle. We are back. This is Blue Collar Politics. I am Thomas Fry and we are on with Dr. Lily Bat. Oh my God. Bat. I don't. 
I'm sorry. But you did it. <laughs> what? Baticario? Baticario. Oh my. I am so go. sorry. I am absolutely you're sorry. Um, I try. I get I get caught on those. And me being a computer guy, uh-huh. I'm there is a lot of um I don't want to say it wrong. Um do you say Indian when Yeah, so this is it's an Indian name. Uh-huh. Well, I, I'm a CIT degree, so Three quarters of my class is Indian, and uh-huh. I have, you know, all my friends that I talk to with computer, and so I, I, I've been getting better, but I still struggle. If it's over four syllables, then, you know, sometimes <laughs> I just can't get it out right. I try, but it just don't always work. Yep. All right, we have gotten 90% of our um, numbers back from that little technical thing in the beginning, so we are we got a, a quite decent-sized audience going here. So for anybody that did miss the beginning, we had a technical difficulty till about 23 minutes in, and YouTube is being a butthead tonight. So we will upload the show uh, for on YouTube right at the end of it. Um, for anybody that didn't get it, I do not know why YouTube will not accept the link. It's accepted it every other time, um, but not today. So <sighs> go figure, huh? I have one of the smartest guests that I on tonight that I've ever had, and YouTube's <laughs> not working tonight. So anyway, we can continue because it looks like everybody bounced over to Facebook, which they all know. Where we're broadcasting at, my Facebook numbers are extremely high, so um, we're looking at a record audience tonight, so I am very wow. happy to that you gave us the time to come on the show. Um, sure. Now, I know everyone's getting excited. They want to hear, um, uh, where would you like to start? With the Archangels, you said? Yeah, with the Archangels. I mean, you don't have to do exactly what you did with with Daryl the other mm-hmm. night because I know sometimes when you're on different shows and you're new you right. I don't want you to have to repeat everything you said there even though we do have a different audience sure so oh, so let's see what could we all right so let's start at the beginning so okay. we've got Archangel Michael is the first the leader the one who sort of oversees all of the archangels if you will um, that's sort of what he's been referred to as. We don't know if that's true. Just for the for the sake of argument, let's just start there. He's he's pictured with the color purple. If you tend to see purple flashes, um, if you tend to see purple or golden light, and you see a, what looks to be like a strong, youthful warrior, um, just exuding off the, all this heat. Uh, a lot of people call him for space clearing. Uh, policemen, firemen, also indigo children, young children, all the way up to... You could be an indigo adult. You could be a senior, for crying out loud. And you could be calling on, on Archangel Michael. He will be coming. There's He cannot be... Um, there's no limits on time or space, so everyone can call on him, and he can just be with everybody simultaneously. Um, so you can pray to God. These are just additional help. Think of them as yeah. additional helpers. Um it is not a crutch. It is an assistance, and is supposed to build your faith. The next person would be Archangel or person. Uh, uh, 
archangel would be Gabriel. Okay. And think of her with a color more orange. Um, she's considered female only because she's given messages to Mother Mary about Jesus' coming. Um, she's supposed to help writers, journalists, radio broadcasts, anybody with communication, music, arts. She's supposed to help with that. If you see those colors, if you have um, Amber Carnelian, uh, that can draw her closer to, uh, you know, with Lord Michael, it's, it's Amethyst or Sugilite. You can have that. And those, those crystals work really well for calling on him. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but again, you know, they're always around. They're just waiting for you to call on them. You don't need a fancy prayer, and they're just basically waiting to help you. And they can't they can't really intervene unless you call on them, which is a really good point. Okay. Um, there are books of how they've helped people. They have saved lives. They have, you know, made the car accidents go the other way. I've, I've heard story after story. I've even experienced some of the stuff myself, and it's really rather extraordinary. Um, so it's, it's turned my life around, I can tell you that much. Um, Archangel Raphael would be the next one. Okay. He would be the physician's healer, the green light. If you see a young man with green light or golden light, that's probably Archangel I Raphael. I see a lot of green light when I'm when I'm catching like when I'm um, catching stuff out of the corner of my eye. I'm catching a lot of green, uh, greenish tint, uh, greenish light around <laughs> what I'm seeing. Um, because in the house where I'm at now, I've seen a woman walk from inside my studio and the kitchen's right next door and walked through the kitchen and I swear it was a corporeal person. I mean, because I turned around and I said, hello, can I help you? I'm like, what are you doing in the house? You know, you're not my mom or me, so you shouldn't be here. Right. And, but when I turned around and, and made a physical move, she wasn't there. Um, it was weird. And my cat, which has never been here, has jumped on my lap several times to where I feel the pressure on the top of my legs go down of her weight because she was 15 pounds. Um, right. And that's been happening a lot lately. Um, when I'm feeling down and I don't have, you know, I don't have a therapist, she always, um, she was a handicapped companion animal. So she was a trained cat to come lay beside me when I'd fall because I used to fall and I'd end up laying there for hours. And it's not a fact of someone couldn't help me up. Even if people were there, I was just, I'm just leave me lay there when my, um, because of the damage in my back, my uh, sciatic nerves almost cut in half. So I've lost, you know, 80% of the feeling in my legs and when right. I when I fall and when it goes out, it's out for hours at a time. And I, I've had a couple of times where I've fallen outdoors where for no reason that I could explain. Um, right. After I said a couple of prayers, I've been picked back up and then all of a sudden I could walk again and I walked back out because when I go out walking, I don't just go walk around the block. I drive down because I'm in central Florida. So there's a state park or a national park within 10 minutes of any direction I drive. And I'd go out and walk in the woods. I like that better. I like the ground being uneven. If I'm not working, 
I feel it's a waste of time. And walking on the pavement around the house is not going to build up. You'll get some cardio out of it, but that's it. You know, I walk in the woods where you're going up and down and, you know, and stairs. You may have to go up 50 stairs that are made out of railroad ties where it's not an even step. You know, I like to work my body like that. And that's the situation where I think because I I haven't had experience with asking, you know, you say you have to call on an archangel. But could I accidentally do that within praying to God for help? And get sure. an archangel that came and totally. helped. Totally. Okay. Totally can. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, you you absolutely can. You in in the in the cries for calling out for God. Because I've seen miracles happen. right in front of my eyes. Totally. Stuff that just and it wasn't even that. It, it, I believe, but it wasn't even a belief. It was a physical change directly in front of me that um, one of them was an accident um, that we were passing, and um, they they had to cut this car in half to get this lady out. They couldn't find a pulse. I was like, second car back so i could hear the the um emergency guys running around you could hear hear her cry out to god and when they finally got her out of the car she got up and walked to the ambulance now this there was impossible the whole car was caved in together the roof was touching the dash it got hit between two semis you don't live through that and To literally cut a car, they had to cut the car in half to get her out, and she gets up and walks. Now, uh, I don't know if it was her husband or the man she was with died in the accident. That's how bad it was, and she just got up and walked away. And if that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is. No, I hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah, I had a really bad car accident where I was cross. I was turning left at a light, and this woman flew through it, hit the car. The car spun like that, and then luckily everyone stopped. If they didn't stop, I'd be dead because basically the car would have been hit from all sides. Um, so the car spun. I hit my head. She had smashed the left side, so the car was totaled. Luckily, she hit me at such an angle. Had she just hit me half inch, I would have been in a wheelchair. And so I, I, like you said, I got out of the car and they were, they were in shock watching me. And I was like, wow, I, um, so I thank God every day, but I, <laughs> that really left an impression. Um, and so now I, I pray before I get in the car and then I thank God when I get out of the car because these car accidents are just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of them are just, some of these stories are just, it's just enough to make you cry. It really is. And, you know, shows have been done about it and, and so forth. So, yeah, I hear you. And, and it's phenomenal. I think people like hearing the stories because it brings about faith and it makes you feel better and it makes you feel like you're protected and, and good stuff is coming, you know. Because at a time when things feel so shaky or we're not sure which direction things are going, yeah, it which can be really weird. Now, yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of what we're in the middle of that right now. Mm-hmm. I, this whole for the first time since I've been alive, this country is in almost unstoppable t- 
turmoil. I mean, it's practically going to take a miracle to get us out of this. Right. Let me just, hold on one second. Let me see yeah, no get... problem. Um, you are listening to Blue Collar Politics on the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. We are now on psnradio.com, so check us out there. And many, we picked up a whole bunch of, a whole slew of uh, uh, places where we're going to be, we're not going to be, where we now are broadcasting to. So you'll be able to pick up more. I'm glad a bunch of you guys have jumped over to Facebook. And um, I still don't know what's going on with YouTube, but we'll have that conversation later because we are a live show and I don't stop no matter what. We just keep right on trucking. We just deal with it and go on. I think that's the joy of the live show, and I think that that's how I um, show my talent. I can just about deal with anything. Throw it at me. Go ahead. I don't care. I'm ready for it. Right, right. So, hold on. Let me so, go back to this. They have this really nice categories thing. Why did they do that? Hold on one second. Not uh, the problem. Did they lose it? Shop. Uh, all right. I'll pull this one out. All right. So, so Raphael was about, he's also about relationships. So if you're having trouble with your relationships, call on Raphael. Oh, Ariel, right. So that happens to who else we talked about. So Ariel, Ariel's considered a feminine energy. Again, she watches over Earth. Um, she's also great with animals. She's considered the one that you ask for when you want to encourage. Um, and she's, you know, it, it's, she's just a beautiful person. Beautiful, beautiful energy to call upon. I keep calling them persons because I feel like I know them. Yeah. You know, when you when you deal with them so much. Um, okay. Well, as far as when, if you were to actually meet one, I mean, when they come down, they can become corporeal if they want, right? True. True. Yeah. So, I mean... It, you you could actually have a physical person come and help you out of a situation and not even realize that that's an angel. Be, they can disguise themselves, I'm assuming, correct? And correct. They could. So if you, you know, I've heard a lot of stories. See, I li everyone, all my listeners know I listen to Dave Pilates a lot. He does Can-Am Missing 411. And it's scary. Um uh, what these clusters are where people just go missing and, and, you know, they go out for a hike for a day hike and they're never seen again. Not yeah. a trace of them is found and he follows just the, you know, a specific category. And he's read stories that people have sent in where somebody helped them through a situation and all of a sudden they turn around that person's gone. Yeah. But yet they shook their hand and everything. It was it's amazing, and that's when you know that there's people watching out for us. We're not strictly alone down here. No, completely. Um, I've got a great story about that, actually. My mother had been looking for long-term care. She found somebody came out of nowhere, and I do mean nowhere. <laughs> he came to the house, sold her this excellent policy where things would go. It would go up with the price of um, living, all this kind of stuff. No limit on time. You can't even get that policy now. That you can't. I, I looked into it. You can't get that kind of thing now. Sold her the thing. It was great. Left. Other friends had asked her about this person. We then gave the card. We couldn't even locate this person. It was as if he had disappeared. It's as if God had sent a guide or an angel 
to come down, have it signed out, and then that was it. I'd been taking care of my mother for a very long time, so I felt some sort of relief that I was going to be getting some help. Um, then years later, when we actually needed to call upon this help, I can't tell you how grateful I am. Every morning I wake up and I, I just thank God, thank you so much for giving me this gift, because I know not everyone gets it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think of you, you and Daryl and other people who have taken care of their parents or grandparents, and you should all be commended because there are certain people who don't even give a damn and spit on people. So Never. <laughs> Family yeah. first, period. There's right. no, you know, I don't always get along the greatest with my mom. I love her to death, but sometimes or we get to arguing and... Um, I know she wants to just choke me to death and, you know, because I'm a hard person to be around. Um, right. And I realize that, you know, I, I've kind of. Anyway, uh, it, it's it does get challenging sometimes, but I don't care how challenging it is. I'm 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 in it for the long haul, no matter what. I promised mom, no matter what, she will get her wish and her wish is to die in this home that me and her have fixed up. And she's 82. She goes out there, rakes leaves every day. She's out there pulling weeds. She's going down volunteering at the church. I mean, she's active. She's it impresses the hell out of me every time I see her pick up a 40-pound bag of salt nuggets and put it in there because she don't even ask for my help anymore because for a while, with me being in a wheelchair, I couldn't do it. Right. So she just did it on her own. She figured out a way to do it, and uh, it's it's amazing. No, it is. It's totally admirable. It's 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 you know she's to be commended. That's really wonderful. I'm glad she's got the strength. That's great. What you would know. you? Could you? Uh, I don't even know how to ask this question. Could you read someone that was not here, like yes. like my mother? Can you give me her first name? Uh, Patricia. Patricia. Okay. Just give me a minute. All right. Patricia. And then what's your last name again? It's Trey. It's... Fry. F-R-Y. So what I'm hearing from them is she's decided to make the best of things. Yes. That she has had quite a hard life. She's had a lot of trials and battles. She kind of considers herself a survivor with a really good attitude. Um, she's got a really good sense of humor. She likes to joke around. There is a serious side of her. Um, she kind of keeps to herself. She shares that with God. She's really into prayer. Um, she's got, does she have a brother and two sisters? 13. 13, okay. <laughs> is is the brother and the two sisters close to her, though? Is that what I'm Oh, yeah, there's, um, uh, well... Now, she's extremely close with three sisters. Okay. Um, one, uh, my Aunt Carol died uh, a couple of years yeah. ago. We, Our whole families were really, really close with them, at least when yeah. us kids were young. Um, right. As soon as we went into uh, adulthood, some of them went the drinking way, and I don't drink, so we right. parted company, but... Uh, and then Uncle Mike, yeah. So, yeah, that would be. Okay. So I... she's really grateful for that sibling connection. Um, oh, and she yeah. Feels, she, feels, she feels like big families are a bit 
So it's a mixed. So her energy, what she's saying, what she's feeling is it's a mixed blessing. That on the one hand, a big family is a huge blessing because there's always someone there. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you can get lost in the mix is what I'm hearing from her soul. Um, but she loves, she, you know, I, what they're showing me is that in her younger years, she lived to the fullest. She did what she could to the fullest. She had no regrets. Um, so she's kind of spunky. She's got this spunky energy and she's re she considers herself really close. And I would say she's got a close connection to the divine. So she feels, she feels secure. Yes. She does not really doubt anything, and that's where she gets her strength from. Um, she is very, very, in, very much into her faith. Does not miss church. Does not miss anything. Yeah. And it shows. It's it's. They're showing me the rosary, golden light. They're showing me the church, um, the pews. Her in a sweater. Does she have blondish hair that's kind of long with a ponytail holder? Um, no, um, she's had, um, short hair as long as I can remember. Who's the one with the ponytail and the my long, sister. her sister? Long brown hair. Not her sister, my yeah. sister. Okay, her daughter. so that's who's next to her that she thinks of a lot. Okay. Yeah, she died two years ago. Um, she had a cerebral, cerebral, cer cerebral, I can't say it. Aneurysm. Okay. She had this thing on her brain stem, and like three months, she was told you got ninety day or ninety one days, and she died on the ninety first day. Um, okay. It was very fast and unfair. I'm so sorry. Um, so that particular sister watches your mother when she prays, and she just sits there and kind of drinks in the energy. Mm. That's what they're showing. Um, does your mom have a connection to Ireland and England? Oh man, I I ain't read the history book. She did okay. all the history on it. I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, last name was Wagner, so I don't know if that's an Irish name or not. That sounds more English. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it, um, I. She likes Ireland though. She thought it was beautiful, and she likes the people. Um. She's always had a thing for the green, and she loves their. So it's interesting. She likes the the, the down to earthness and the warmth of those people. Um, is there something you want to know, or you want to ask? Or? No, I'm just I'm concerned. Um, her, her, she's starting to forget a few things here and there, yeah. and it's it's got me concerned. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, if something happened to her right now, I don't know what I do. I'm not ready. I'm not, you know, with me being handicapped and all this crap thrown at me, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't keep the house right now. I got to get this contract and get things going where, you know, uh, my main goal now is I got to get this house paid down to where if something happens. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not underwater to where I wouldn't be able to swim out of. I need to get to where I can, um, you know, pay all my own bills and stuff. You know, I haven't been able to do it for a while. I, I've had the last 13 years have been pretty much hell on me and hell on her. 
Um, I had a broken back in the early 90s, which she took care of me. I was in the living room on the bed for months and waiting for surgery. And then I went 13 years okay. And then I, I had another debilitating um, injury that re-injured my spine. And then I went, it seems like every 10 years, I get 10 years worth of crap thrown at me. And that's been my life since I was a little kid. Um, it's just been that way. And I'm right now I'm coming off of this will be year six from when I got the I got a Mercer infection that just about killed me and, and it put scars all over my body and stuff like that. That took well over a year. Um, to of antibody big bags of antibiotics every day. I couldn't go anywhere. I had I had uh, tubes all running out of me twenty four seven, and you know it, it was a nightmare. And she was the only one that was able to help me, got me through that. And then uh, I'm healthy for six months. Then I got a staph infection, and they cut into my hand. I lost use of my two fingers. I'm good for six months, and then bam, I get hit again. I had my leg cut off, and then I go another six months. Bam, now I'm in there. They're doing everything they can to save my other finger. And um, getting this contract is huge for me because this is the first time in almost 13 years that I've been able to produce an income for myself. So she's had to take care of me, and I've pretty much gone through all everything our family had just to keep me afloat during the bad years. So there, there's nothing left. So if I can't fix this and get this taken care of before that time happens, then, you know, the clock's running down and the time's running out. So the so it's funny you you had me talk about it. So they're saying that you have more time than you think, and you need to stop worrying. Yeah, I don't know if I could do. I, I'll try to stop worrying, but I don't know if I can. So the next time, so let me give you a tip. So the next time you have the worry, let yourself have the worry, and then turn it into an affirmation or a prayer, so that you can turn it into something positive, and that it does something for you, and you're asking for help. Because they can do things that we can't, right? I can't yeah. do something for you. you you're limited. You, you, said, you said that. Yeah. But God is, you know, limitless. The universe is right. limitless. Money can come in an instant. You just need to affirm it and expect it and believe in it. So let's start doing that. And I said that I would pray for you, and I meant it. Yeah. So you're on a, a very long list of people that I pray for. <laughs> I have a very long list because there are people on Facebook who come to me, and I'm like, "Good Lord!" I, I thought I had a, I got 22 like, people on my list, and I thought I had. It took it takes me 10 minutes just to get through all the names, and and I, I, I'm like, "Jeez!" I just go through, and I'm like, "Oh, moving on." So, you know, it's it's, and that can bring things to a different thing. But they're purposely time. She has more time than you think. Oh, I hope so. I don't, I don't see the memory deteriorating. I see your B as being okay. She may have some mild forgetting her clothes. Now, okay, I'm no physician. Check with the doctors. Oh, of but I'm not seeing I'm not seeing it. Well, they don't either. Um Okay. It's not it's not at that it's not like at that level. It, it's okay. still at a <laughs> where my keys type of thing. Not even right. that all the way yet. It, it's smaller things that the more your fear that's more of a conversation and i talk a lot so 
you know, maybe it's just I talk too much and she's not remembering something I said from uh, out of a whole conversation. So I don't want to I don't want to misspeak on explaining um, in, in what I'm seeing. You know, it's it's not a bad. It is just little things here and there. It, to me, it's frustrating. But then again, I have this issue where I've never been good with money. Never. I've always known how to make plenty of money where I don't have to worry about managing it. You know, I make so much money when I am working that I can catch up a year or two of sitting on my, on my butt healing. And in six months I will have made twice what I could have made if I'd have been working the whole time. You know, like I got a phone call yesterday out of the blue on this contract said, Hey, you want to go to California? Sure. I'll go pick up a plane, you know, and drive out there with the trailer, pick it up and bring it back, make a couple thousand bucks, you know, and I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. And so now it's turned into, I only got to go to New Mexico and I'm taking a plane. I'm not picking one up. So, and I'm still making the same money. So now it's gotten even better with the second phone call. So um, it's exactly as you say, that's how my that's how my money comes in. It comes in in spurts like that. I'll go out, work a couple days, make several thousand dollars, and then I won't be able to work for a month or two. And then that'll happen again. And if I could just get that steady, it'd be great, you know, Um, but having all those issues i can't work for someone and most most do not get my sarcasm so that's always killed a job but you know i'm not complaining i'm just saying this is just the way it is and i've learned that and with my health it doesn't matter because even when i do get something good going it gets taken away from me by you know the last time i ended up in the hospital for three weeks right after i'd paid all the advertising and stuff and got everything going then i had to turn all the jobs over to another company so yeah and that's happened more than once wow it's a little (laughs) frustrating but you know i'm a trooper so i'm gonna you know i'm a marine i'm gonna deal with it and go on right you know it just that it sucks that it happens no for sure well, I can't complain about my life. It's pretty good right now. I mean, especially, you know, we were both in separate apartments. She had a slumlord. I had to go. They had water. that Some dumbass mounted an air conditioner on top of the wall with the fuse panel. So when the air conditioner broke, it was dumping water all over the fuses. So I'm over at her house. The wall's falling apart because, you know, it's only drywall. So all that water coming down. And you can't turn off the air conditioner because it was 90 freaking degrees in Florida. You know, you the only two things you need in Florida is an AC and a working car because there's nothing within walking distance. Um, and so I, I ended up fixing the wall, the electrical panel, all that stuff. The landlord never did. So we were like, you know, screw this. If we got to fix all this stuff anyway, might as well own a house. So we yeah. went and bought the house and... Um, we had a big surprise when we, um, after we moved in, realized that everything he did 
to improve the house was actually a disaster, and I had to redo all the plumbing, the electric, the main sewer line, I mean, just everything. The week I lost my leg, I came home. We had to rent a backhoe so I could dig a hole in the front yard with one leg. Um, no prosthetic yet. I still had the bandage. He was still all ripped open. I'm up on the backhoe digging out the hole and everything. We got it out. We got the new pipe in. Now everything's perfect because I got it all replaced, and it'll last a long time. But it took the rest of the money we had together to get all this done and to get the house into shape. And But now it is. So, you know, we just finished up. I just finished up putting a brand-new kitchen, put a new countertop, new sink, um, all kinds of stuff in there. So now she's happy. She's got a, you know, the sink all matches, and it's all all done in wood, and we just stained the wood. And um, it looks beautiful now. It looks like we went out and spent $10,000 on the kitchen. It came out really nice. So I, I get joy out of doing those repairs in no matter my situation, one leg hand bandaged up. I don't care what's going on with me. If I'm feeling good, I'm working, which yeah, also, no, that's great. That's great. It's, it's great that you're able to fix that. Yeah. Sounds like it's quite a headache. It was, but we're past it and it's done. You know, now we can take time to try to figure out how to start building back up and building the savings back up and stuff. What we fixed is not going to break again. You know, when we got lucky, it, all the important things were here, all brand new appliances, all late model stuff. You know, I first time I've ever owned a fridge where I can get ice and water at the same spot. I've never had a fridge like that before. So it, it's it's really nice. It's a beautiful home. I love it. And we got all the landscaping done. We got everything. It, it it's just it's 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 done now. We don't have to do anything else. So now we get to enjoy it. And I gotta fix a lot of things and all the knowledge that I've gained over the past forty years in in all the work I've done, I've been able to do all this. Right. So I, I've been real lucky in that aspect that I can do it myself or, you know, we wouldn't have been able to stay here. Right. But. So that's about the whole story, really. Um, okay. And I'm as, as bad as it would get. I've never, you know, I'm like my mom. I don't. You just keep on trucking and try to find some good in it and just keep on trucking. You know, don't stop. Totally. It sounds like that's what she's done. It sounds like that's what you've done. Yeah, I think I keep telling her I picked it up from her and she keeps telling me I didn't. <laughs> We're arguing over where I got it from. And she's like, you didn't get it from me. I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm just like you, Mom. Adopted or not, you raised mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. But I'm yeah. living proof that adoption works. I mean, my sister, she um, uh, met a boy when she was 18 years old, and she died married to the man. Mm -hmm. So her entire life, she never knew anything but the best. And right. I'm glad that she, at least one of us, got to experience that. Yeah. You know, he always made good money, and he only had two jobs in almost 30 years. They were married. 
Um, so that's that's impressive for me to look at. Man, I'd love to have a marriage like that. That you're that happy with someone for that long. Yeah. You know, I I always say my mom and dad made it. My sister made it. All right, I don't have to make it. You know, we had half our our three quarters of our family made it. I'm the only one that didn't. So. But who knows what the future will bring, you know? You still make it. <laughs> no, I mean got married and stayed married. I married the devil. I shouldn't have known better than to marry a girl with red hair all the way down to her. I married the devil, man. I'm telling you. Red hair you, and all. You could you could still find some happiness. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I know. Okay. I will. Alrighty. When I'm ready. When I'm tired of being by myself. Right. So, how where'd we get? I know I interrupted you and and <laughs> was supposed yeah. to be interviewing you, and I ended up telling you about me. <laughs> so we're on. I think. Hold on. Uh, so we're on Archangel Camuel, who is with Golden Light. Now this one uh, I don't know. Um, this is one that helps finding things. Uh, also, again, helps with relationships. Um, a lot of people, I think, you know, I I think there's a little overlap because Raphael helps with travel and safe travel. I feel like Shamuel also helps with that, too. I don't know why. I feel like I've read that somewhere. I'm just looking at the pictures to jog my memory because I've mm. read so much about them over the years. Um and then Haniel, who's pictured as a woman with usually uh, like almost like a teal or light blue light. She's with Moonstone, and she's supposed to help you with your intuition, first dates, first impressions, relationships, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah helps with beginnings, life review. So if you're starting a beginning or you're looking back and trying to make sense of what's happened to you, that's the angel who tends to help you. And again, it's pictured as a young man, blonde hair, purple uh, purple and gold. So some of this, there's some overlap, but you can see the thing is people can sense the energies. So there's it's a distinct feeling that might feel different. Okay. With Metatron, he's the one that helps with uh, indigo children. Watermelon tourmaline tends to draw them out because it's got the pink, green, purple. Um and he also helps with spiritual understanding. Um, what is an indigo child? So you're you're one. I'm one. Uh, there's a lot. There, so it's somebody who's sensitive and smart, likes nature, likes animals, um, can tend to read people well. Hmm. Uh, people tend to dump all their problems on them, or they they'll find it easy to talk to them. Um. They may remember past lives. They can uh, sometimes see the future. Or they may have various gifts. I mean, as you can tell on Facebook, there's a lot of them doing readings um, of various sorts, not just one kind. Um, some of them become healers. Some of them um, do classes. Some of them, anyway. So so they teach, but they, they have, like, different things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to get classified because they can talk and speak fast. They can tend to absorb information, so they tend to get diagnosed with ADHD. Um, And then because they're so sensitive to information or energy, they can tend to be diagnosed as bipolar. Now, 
unlike Doreen Virtue, I think the meds do work for people and you can still have your intuition and you can still pick up information and help people. Um, I haven't, I've been able to develop my gifts and right. stay on my medications because I, right. I, if I don't take my medications, I don't sleep and I'll stay right. up for a week. So, and that's right. not good. I have to have the medications. Um, and it's not for an instant has it, um, not only does it not, I don't feel like it makes a difference. It, it doesn't. I've been able to, you know, come a long way in six months from not understanding my entire life of what these gifts were to I get it now and it doesn't interfere. So I would say there's no way that the medication would interfere with your gifts. Exactly. And so then we go to Archangel Uriel, who's pictured as an older man who helps with inner wisdom, knowing the next step. Um, helping with you with homework, studies, that type of thing. Usually in a home, they sometimes, some people will tend to call on the four archangels, the major ones, to kind of guide and protect the house in the all four directions. So they'll ask for Archangel Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel. And I wish I had the directions memorized. I do not. I'll find out and then see if we can share that information, too. Okay. Um, let's see. Then we've got one of them was Ragwell. Okay, Ragwell helps with people who are grieving. You've had a loss of something, a job, a relationship, possibly a loved one just to death. Ragwell calls on, you know, you can see the golden light that he comes in uh, with, and he will surround you with that and help heal you as well. Um, also, life's transition. Sometimes that's just hard for people to switch from one thing to another, and I think he helps with that. So, yeah, there's there's just a tremendous amount of information out there. There's crystals. There's people going into zodiac signs. I mean, it, it gets really in-depth. Um, it's, it's just tremendous, and I've really enjoyed the journey of finding out all this information and, and helping it enrich my life. And, you know, when you light the candles, it's amazing how you can light them for different reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for the archangels, sometimes for a deceased loved one, you know, sometimes for protection. Yeah. Now, I enjoy the journey more than I do the finished product. I get bummed out when I'm done with the project because I enjoy doing it. Right. And I don't hesitate jumping into stuff. Right. So, how would you describe, for someone who's never talked to someone like yourself, how would you describe a typical um, conversation would go with someone, like if someone's, say they're interested in finding out more, um... What would you tell that person? So for like getting a reading, so basically I would say make a list, what I always tell people, make a list of your questions and send them to me. And then I can sort of meditate on it, focus on it. I'll get a lot of information and then we tend to go through this as much as we can based on the time. Usually most people pay for 15 minutes or half an hour. We can go through it. But sometimes some people really go on and on and on and and it goes longer. Um, the most typical concerns are love and career. 
Um, the health ones, again, I, I tend to defer to the physician, so I really won't make any promises. I can tell you what I'm picking up, but again, there's no guarantees. Right. And of course, by United States law, that has to be said and stated. Um, right. Because our government does not take a willing look at. I mean, we are in this world. I know of people that can lay hands on and heal. I've seen it. You know, it's almost to the point where it's like the magic you see in anime, you know, when they hold their hands and they get the light and it's healed. I've seen it and I'm amazed by it when I see it, especially when I see it on demand, like at a church when um, because I I changed uh, my mom's Catholic and I left uh, Catholic and went to the Assembly of God. Okay. Because I liked how it was more open and um, uh, they they believe in a lot more. It's not just such a strict doctrine of one, two, three, four, and it's always done this way. And, you know, I've always been more of a spiritual person where I kind of go with the flow. And um, I think I've seen more good in my life because I'm more open to everything that can go on. I've never experienced any past lives or anything like that. And I've never had that, but, um, seeing stuff, it's, um, especially lately, it's been getting to where every day I'm seeing something now where used to be, you know, once every six months or so, Um, But I've been reading and studying on it, and it just seems, I don't know if it's just my understanding has allowed me to see more, or if somebody's up there controlling it and saying, all right, you're walking down the right path, we'll let you see this, this, that, and the other. So, um, not sure where it's coming from, but... I'm enjoying where it's going. People typically, when they're 35, they start their gifts start to open, and it gets more and more stronger as they get older. And if you pray and meditate, the gift becomes markedly stronger. Yeah, see, I started that in my 20s. Right, I knew I had something. I just couldn't. I, had, I always had premonitions, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was the empath till here recently. I didn't know what it was. I just kept knowing that if somebody was really pissed off or upset, I couldn't be around them. You know, right. I just avoided them, and I just never so knew let, why. Let me give you a let me give you a tip for that. So when somebody is upset or angry or is um, somehow you don't trust the person because they they clearly have an agenda, make sure you shield yourself with angel light. Okay. Call upon whatever color feels comfortable to you. See, um, I've always you're... called upon the armor of God. I've never okay, done anything so that else. That goes but, too. Uh, I, I'm no really cons- sensitive to energy too, and then when I call upon the light, whether it's purple, pink, depending on the situation, what's going on, it I immediately feel stronger, and then I don't feel the effects of the other person. Oh, okay. So there is a shield I can put up. Totally. Totally. If, if the person's grieving, I put yellow. If the person wants your sympathy and, and they're draining you, I put pink. If they need physical healing and you don't have the energy to give them all that, so I put green. If you really sense this person actually might be possessed, put purple. 
if you, the person's upset with you and they need to calm down with you, put light blue. If you have an all-purpose, you're not sure what's going on, do white. Okay. Yeah, and go on with that. So it's it's really worked, you know. Uh, before I even go deal with people, I kind of picture myself protected first, and then I go deal with everybody. <laughs> yeah, that probably would make it a lot easier. Yeah. Now it's just remembering all that. Do you have a place where all this is listed, or? Um, you know what? I'll actually. That's a good point. I will put that up on uh, readings with Lily or readings by Lily, my Facebook okay. page. I'm going to type, type that all up. Okay. I'll look I'll for it. There will be a post and you guys can share it out. Yeah, I'll get that out to all my listeners. Um, that won't be a problem. And I'm looking forward to having that myself because uh, remembering, you know, until I've done it enough times is remembering, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. what color. you. Otherwise, it'll be like white, white. White. <laughs> White's all purpose. I'm covered. I got white. That's what you got. And it's funny that all my screens are white when I'm not. I always have liked. I use a. It's either blue, green, or white are the three colors that I got to have. Because I don't. Well, I don't think you can see and you're not watching the thing. I, I have 10 screens that I immediately use in my studio. So I'm bathed in light, but it has, to, I have to keep like blue headers on it, um, green or white. And that's the only three colors that I can have on my computer screens that I'm actually comfortable sitting in front of them. Mm. Now, I don't know of a reason for that. I just have always been that way. I just naturally just, as soon as I get on a computer, I got to change all those things immediately. I got to have grass on the grass or trees or, you know, a picture or something on the screen. And then uh, I always trim it out in blue or white. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sense. This has been, this has been an interesting show. And I know mm -hmm. we have been keeping you probably longer than you're used to. It's <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we got a whole nother hour and 10 minutes. Um, oh, my God. Yes. No, I know. I know. I figured if I could, if I kept you till 10, I figured that would be um, your, probably your, the outside of your extreme. So, um, yeah. but we, we'll let you go. I know I've already kept you long past when you normally would do it. And I really appreciate it. And so does everyone that listens. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm getting a lot of thumbs up. Oh, thanks. That's great. So not a lot of questions, which I thought I would get questions tonight I with know, you I on. I get questions, but all right. Okay, okay maybe, maybe next, next time. time. Right. I, I think you. our conversation tonight has been kind of deep in particular. So yeah. I think everybody's just been kind of sitting there with an ear to the speaker and listening and, and right. you know. But like I said, for um, a good 45 minutes there um, in this past hour, we've had the most listeners I've ever had. So um, it's been wonderful. Cool beans. You, you have produced another record for me, so I appreciate that very, very much. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how you'd like to be contacted, and then... So... Readings by Lily or readings with Lily. Actually, you know what? Instead of actually, 
Do you have a list that you can send me so I can get them uh, on yeah, the description? I do. I do. Okay. I can actually, I can actually do that for you. Um, uh, hold on a second. So is it? It's readings by Lily. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's readings by Lily on Facebook, and okay. you can hit me up there for a reading. You can email me at guidance four 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 at gmail dot com. You can call me at seven six zero eight one five five four seven zero. I will respond back. Um, just give me a little time. You can say that. Right. Say that phone number one more time. I'm gonna put it in the chat room for everybody. Okay, 760-815-5470. Okay, so that'll be that right now is shooting out to all the chat rooms. And as you guys see that, feel free to call that. Do you have particular hours you like? Yeah, usually the 9 to 5, but I mean, people okay. have called. You know, if you call later, I will simply call you back the next day because I have a life too and I have family. <laughs> So it's we'll important. do the best we can, but I, I, I am flexible with timing. I do work seven days a week, so some, you can be seen on the weekends. You can have a phone call if you want. You can do a video chat if you want. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, I'm all about keeping the people comfortable. But you'll get the information you need. And I really, thanks so much for having me, and it was really great to meet all of you guys, honestly. That was really sweet. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and I thank you for coming. Thanks so much. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, folks. We had a wonderful guest on tonight, Dr. Lily Batachara. I listened to this earlier. The Hagman Report, the old man himself. I sat there for about an hour trying to figure out how to word this to where I could say something similar but be different about it. And there is no rewarding this in the United States as this year comes to a close. The only reason I've got this ability is because of the brave actions of our forefathers who fought and died so I might enjoy the God-given freedoms, this God-given freedom, among many others that are denied in other countries and by uh, uh, other cultures. The anger of many American patriots like myself is palpable. It's a righteous and a justifiable anger like a white-hot coal that is only seconds away from ignition. And, and once this ember ignites the fire of patriots, it will be impossible to extinguish. The, the conflagration will consume everything and everyone in its path with astonishing speed and without mercy. We have been driven to this point of ignition by the unchecked corruption, by the self-enrichment, and by the tyranny of those we entrusted with the power to lead our country, and an unresponsive and complicit judiciary to act as a check against the tyrannical coup d'etat against this country, against the United States of America, to believe that we can elect, legislate, or even litigate our way out of this, especially after you heard what you just heard, is nothing but foolish optimism. The media has effectively done their job as co-conspirators in this tyrannical coup, convincing many Americans that up is down, that black is white, and that evil is good. The political left comprised, compromised right, the complicit media, have nearly completed what they set out to do, which is to destroy a republic built on sacred, moral, spiritual, and godly principles and replace it with authoritarian rule. 
While doing so, they have been laughing at us for not recognizing that the entire process is rigged against us, or maybe it's just that we don't have the, the will or the courage to do anything about it. They mock the crowds that appeared yesterday, the day before yesterday, in Washington, D.C., and at state capitals all across the United States. They fail to com comprehend our resolve to save our republic from the tyranny they intend to impose. You can see it happening now. Lockdown. But they do so at their own peril because the white-hot anger that exists is about to explode in an incendiary nightmare. To assert that we still have the ability to save our republic from this tyrannical, these tyrannical despots who want, it, want us to obey and they want to enslave us without question is foolish optimism. They have all but removed the means constructed by our founders peaceably. Think about that, peaceably. History when written, will cite this moment in time as the flashpoint for America's second civil war here, and here. our revolt against tyranny. The confluence of events from the illegal and unconstitutional mandates in the tyrannical left, of the tyrannical left, that is, to the brazen theft of one of our most precious and sacred rights as Americans, our right to cast our vote without interference in our election process, will ignite patriotic Americans. History will show that the tyrants of the left compromised right and complicit corporate media. They didn't expect that Donald Trump, an outsider, would become the 45th president of the United States. They spent four years unsuccessfully attempting to overthrow him and subvert him. Now, they've overplayed their hand, attempting to steal the vote, overturn the will of the American people through blatant an undeniable fraud that the media asserts doesn't exist. They continue to laugh. They laugh at each of us and believe us to be fools. I contend we are not fools, nor will we be fooled. We are fully awake and full of righteous anger. Yeah. While the foot soldiers of the tyrannical left are permitted to terrorize entire cities without punishment or pushback. Only a minute They're left. handlers. The Ted Wheelers, for example, they're busy working to revoke our Second Amendment rights. When punishment is forsaken and the ability of Americans to defend themselves is threatened or, God forbid, removed, the pushback will be unlike anything witnessed in modern times. I contend that the response, when engaged, will be medieval. Our forefathers warned that if we weren't careful about managing our great republic, that it could be lost. They also instructed us what to do at this time in history. They've told us what to do. They left us the blueprint. If we don't act right now, prayerfully and righteously, we're not going to be given another chance. Don't fool yourself. This is something we cannot leave to our children or future generations. It's up to us. And I say that with great sobriety one question i have about the entire election process is you know who in their right mind put hillary clinton anywhere near this process and i don't know if you if you know this but she's involved in the actual yes. counting of votes and all this stuff uh, i mean that alone is a bad idea next 
the Dominion software being uh, purchased, uh, something that was created for Hugo Chavez in Venezuela, mm-hmm. and it's being ran out of uh, Germany. Well, look what that did. That's to, another bad that idea. Did, uh, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was meant. It's a disaster. They use the same system we're using. Right, but that's that's done on purpose. That's how they overthrew the government of Venezuela. They used this software with uh, with machine dominion, and they used the same software, and it and it made the votes go to Hugo Chavez, wanting to go over power. And that's how he kept his power. And people thought they were voting for the guy they wanted. So nobody said anything. And he took over. And that's what they're doing here. And uh, the fact that they got caught red-handed is not shocking to me because I've been hearing about this for for many, many, many months. Mm-hmm. But for the mainstream people that don't are not you know clued in and they just watch CNN or NBC... They're being fed the lies that, you know, same people of Venezuela were fed, you know? Did you, did you hear me earlier when I told you I got thrown out of my own doctor's office? Yeah, which that should not happen. I mean, doctors are not, uh, you know, partisan to any party. They're supposed to help regardless of your, you know, political affiliation. Uh, that is ridiculous. I mean, that, that could be opened up for a lawsuit. That's discrimination. Yeah, that's big-time discrimination. There's no excuse for that kind of thing. I mean, doctors are not partisan to Republican or Democrat. They could be in their private life, but their job as doctors is to, you know, help and cure and take care of people, not to, like, you know, do it by their politics. It doesn't matter. You know, I could be a doctor and I would help Joe Biden if he's sick. I would help Donald Trump if he's sick. That's the job of a doctor. You don't look at it as as a politician. Right. You look at it as a, as a human being, and when a doctor looks at you and says, "Well, I don't want to deal with you because you, you know you voted for Trump," well, that's a problem, and that's a major problem we're having in this country, where the radical left has taken over all the major um, educational institutions. So we're getting a lot of doctors, teachers that are you know new, or even some that are a little bit older that are Democrats that are being radicalized, and that's a major problem because that's how the coup happens. Next thing you know, you know these people. Some of them are, you know, in good intention. They think they're doing good because they don't understand the consequences. They've never lived in one of these countries. Every soldier, every soldier in the entire war thinks he's on the side of right. That's correct. But the problem mm-hmm. is when you look at historical fact, socialism and communism has never worked. It's like a a person who keeps trying to do something and it keeps failing over and over again, but he never tries to change it to see, you know, if maybe that's not the right answer. That's called just being stupid. So if, mm-hmm. if you keep trying socialism and communism and it's not working every single time, why are you going to try to bring it to the one place where, you know, it's doing fine without it? To try to destroy it? I mean, these these people that are doing this right now are the same people that if you look back in their history they are were are completely open about the way they are they are yeah. racist they are prejudiced they voted that way in the senate and because everybody because 
and I'm talking mainly to Democrats here, because you watch the news and don't research anything, just like when I was at my doctor's office where they called Trump and compared him to Hitler and said he was murdering people, that's slander. That's an absolute done more for black people than Obama did in eight years. I'd like to, you know, when somebody would say something ridiculous like that, I'd like to say, okay, who would he murder exactly? Can you name some people? I asked that, and that's when I got thrown out of the office. Because they don't want to hear real questions. That's the, right. that's the thing. I experienced that with religion when I was younger. When I asked uh, certain things on the Bible, which were, were ridiculous, they threw me out of the sermon. Uh, and, and I was not allowed back into that church again, because I asked several questions they didn't like the left is that radical i mean it's to them it's their way or no way uh they don't care about any other uh, position uh and it's all because of power and money and that's the the root of it but when you see what the indoctrination has done to the rest of the society that is radicalized i mean they're they all have the same mindset and it's ridiculous yeah it's not going to pay off. Amazing I mean, how many people watch the news and take what they see yeah. for granted. And it unfortunately, it's because, and these are the people that back in the 50s, they grew up in the 50s. They didn't grow up having to fight for their for your life. They right. grew up in a wonderful America. So as they got older, you know, back then they only had Channel 3, 5, and 8, and that was it. Right. You didn't have 5,000 channels to watch yeah, that, that's true yeah news was honest back then well i don't think the news there has ever really been honest honest is more honest than it is now granted but yeah, well yeah i mean the, the news has always been the like the fourth branch of the government really when in a lot of ways the propaganda so, part of it yeah yeah so wherever the government is swinging at that moment the news is going to follow if it's indoctrinated properly and it's paid off properly by the right powers um, that are in play, which right now is the radical left and the communism uh, that's trying to sweep over this country from China, uh, which, uh, folks, this is not a joke. Um, why do you think that China is endorsing and calling Joe Biden so quickly? They love Joe Biden. They, I mean, they, they want Joe Biden in power. This is, you know, their guy, China Joe. I well, mean, yeah, they already bought him, so they yeah, want him. They own him they can get back all the billions they gave them. Correct. This is why it's a dangerous moment to have anybody from the left in power because, the, you know, these people are completely sold out to communism. And I think a lot of the people, they might have good intentions in voting left, not understanding the facts, don't understand the consequences of what they're doing. They think, oh, Trump is bad because they watch CNN all day and they don't understand the fact mm -hmm. that Right now, he's probably the only one that's actually fighting to right. keep this country not to become a communist or socialist country. And and I'm, I'm not talking about the only one fighting because there's a lot of people fighting, but I'm talking about in politics, he might be the one fighting the hardest. And it's ridiculous. I mean, he's it, taking slings and arrows from everywhere. It's sad that the only person that wants this country to stay the same is the president. <laughs> and the people yeah everybody else in between wants a communist regime that they can take all they want from and not have to answer for it and here's another thing uh, people forget 
you know, when they watch the news, they're like, oh, of course Biden won. I said, the news is saying that the news does not dictate elections. Okay, right. the news is here to report information. When you, when you start watching the news and they start telling you things, they're supposed to be reporting facts. They're not doing that. They're making shit up as they go, and they're reporting whatever it is they want to report at this point. Right now, the, the elections are not even certified, so there is no president-elect. But yet, they're already, you know, certified Biden as the president-elect. The courts have not even decided this yet. So, and there's, I mean, new things coming up every single day, which they don't want to tell you about. They don't want to, you know, put it on the air. CNN doesn't want to let you know. While the ratings are plummeting, and people are waking up from uh, the, the matrix that they've had them enslaved in, they continue to peddle and push this lie on the left, which is blowing up in their face. I mean, if you, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to call some of these people out and, and call it yeah. hypocrisy. Look at it. I'll give you a great example of a hypocrite. Fredo Cuomo. Yeah. Fredo, Fredo Cuomo, uh, Chris uh, Andrew's little dumb brother. This guy uh, supposedly got COVID, right? He was under quarantine. How many times did he get caught? breaking his own rule without a mask, walking around a bunch of times. Uh, somebody even put him on YouTube on blast because uh, he was out and about when he was supposed to be on quarantine or not even wearing a mask. And then he had the whole you know parade of him coming up from the basement that he finally ended his quarantine. He hadn't seen his family in weeks. Oh, poor Chris Cuomo. It's all a show, folks. It's all an acting job. None of it is real. And then, See, his family was with him in the basement. They went up the back stairs while he goes up the front stairs in front of the cameras, and then the family <laughs> walks around and they go, oh, "I ain't seen you in so long, Daddy. I love yeah. you." It's all yeah. it's all a sham, and, and they do that because they know people are watching, and it's a it's a scam, it's a hoax, it's a giant show, and that's all it is. But the thing is, people watch it, they're entertained, and they think these people are real because it says CNN news, so they take it, they think it's real news. To see MSNBC news, so they think it's real news. But it's all bullshit. Rachel Maddow, another idiot. She got, yeah. I mean, this beautiful drink of uh, liquid toxic water uh, was caught, you know, like being as dumb as you could be. Uh, months and months ago when she tried to air out Trump with his, uh, what was it, 2008 tax returns? Yeah. Which she didn't even proofread. She just went on air and she said, okay, we got him. Look, we got his taxes. We're gonna, this is the this is the, the smoking gun. And she wrote the taxes. <laughs> and not paid him. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, well, it looks here like he paid uh, this money million and this and that. Ended up Trump paid more money in that year than CNN paid as a corporation mm -hmm. millions of dollars okay so it blew up in their face but this is how stupid these people are they don't even proofread their shit they're given something they're told this is it they go on air they make an ass out of themselves then they move on they don't talk about it anymore and you know people have a, a short memory span so they don't attacking them on something else because <laughs> right now just like they tried they attempted to peach the man 32 times. And people only remember that one time. Right. And they, and they always go, well, Russia. And I get that a lot when I get into conversations. Yeah, with well, the Russia thing. And I'm like, dude, that was debunked a year and a half ago. In fact, uh, not only was it debunked, they moved on from that to a Ukraine phone call, which was also debunked. And, and now 
they um I forget what attorney got a hold of the laptop of uh Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. Yeah, Hunter Biden and forced the FBI to log it in as a crime because he went at them we had to go after our own FBI and force them to register this device as a criminal act by not telling them whose it was and showing them all the crime that was done. And then they told them whose computer it was, was the only way to get the FBI to lift a freaking finger from this embezzler. That's the son of the guy you want to be president. Well, of course, because that's the narrative. The narrative is not uh, to go after Joe Biden or Hunter or any way. It's always Trump, 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 Trump. It's Trump right. derangement. It, people say it turns derangement syndrome. No, it's a coup. When you have a coup and you have the person you're throwing the coup in favor of, which is Joe Biden, you don't go in and arrest him or attack him or do anything in, against him like they did nothing against Hillary Clinton. But when the coup is to destroy and take down the sitting president, then even if he takes a, a you know a poop in public and doesn't wipe right, you want to impeach him over it. I mean, the guy can't take a leak without you know having somebody on CNN up his ass trying to find out some dirty info. It's ridiculous, and they smear him on everything. They, I mean, think about this. You had an entire, what, uh, five, six months where they were talking about Stormy Daniels, that he had an affair with Stormy Daniels. First of all, here's the thing. He wasn't married to Melania when him and Stormy Daniels supposedly had uh, a fling, okay? He wasn't married at that moment. Um, now, the reason that he might have paid her off to go away is because uh, porn star. She's annoying. And she's annoying. So <laughs> if he did... I don't care. Most voters don't give a crap about that. In fact, I think Trump is more of a man now because guess what? He's banging porn stars when I couldn't do that and I wanted to do that really badly. And so he's more of a hero for that. So they try to smear him on something and then they show this really hot blonde. And I'm like, how is that a smear job exactly? It's stupid. But they say, oh, but he paid her off. I don't care. That's the thing. That is ridiculous. He's over 18 years old. Right. He wasn't married to anybody. It wasn't even a moral issue. He and, can choose to bang whoever he wants to bang. And she wasn't a prostitute. She was a porn star. And he, if he met her and he banged her, who cares? I mean, this is the most outrageous you know, nonsense that they came up with. Oh, but, you know, uh, but she's a porn star. But, again... What does that matter? Well, and then you try to bring up Bill Clinton. They're like, well, no, don't talk about Bill Clinton. And I'm like, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton defiled the Oval Office. Uh, as he, in his time in office, it was really the oral office because, yeah. He, yeah, he got a lot of that from his interns. Again, and <laughs> and this is the worst part of it. The interns weren't getting paid because their internship is normally the first year is free. So Monica, that first year, she didn't get paid to give blowjobs. So she was giving free blowjobs to Bill. And that's even worse. So, and he went on TV. This is what made that even worse. He went on TV and said directly to the American people, I do not have sexual relations with that woman. I am faithful to my wife. And this is a ridiculous scandal. And then what did he do six months later? He's like, 
America, I have sinned. <laughs> I didn't understand that blowjobs were, you know, considered sexual relations and uh, putting my cigar in a vagina. And I didn't understand that I was sexual in nature also. And uh, I apologize as the president of the United States. So when he got impeached, again, it's because he committed an actual crime and he was married okay so it's not like he wasn't married you know i mean apparently you know my condolences he's married to hillary clinton but still married legally you know like the funny part that blows my mind over all this when hillary when bill and hillary clinton left the white house they were worth less than ten thousand dollars after she served six months as secretary of state they're worth 350 million where can i get a job like that well you got to become a democrat radical leftist with your own uh well with you with your own uh, what do you call it um charity company yeah. like the hillary foundation uh with your own uh bullshit cover story like we're gonna go help haiti for example and uh you know the you, you know the thing you know you just gotta yeah. make shit up in fact uh since we we know the thing Reroute a couple of funds from Russia. Yeah, you America. know. Nobody's going to miss yeah. $46 million. Nah, you know the thing. But, you yeah. know, Joe Biden, speaking of the thing, um, has his own charity thing, kind of like the Hillary Foundation. And guess what they just uh, discovered? Hmm. All the money that that charity's taken in, and we're talking about... Maybe a couple hundred million over the last uh, half a decade, maybe more. A hundred percent of it went to salaries and vacations. Zero went to the charities they were supposed to go to. Now, and this was supposed to be for cancer treatment. Damn. So those of you out there who are given to Joe Biden's cancer research, Think about what you just did. You gave Joe Biden your money. Zero percent of it. Not one penny. Which is a crime in itself. Because Correct. if you're a charity, you have to give at least 10%. And just 10%. They couldn't even do that. No, no, no. Zero. You can look that up. Google it. I mean, Google, for the one thing, they might be very leftist, but everything that ends up on Google usually stays there. You just got to look it up because of the algorithm, they, they, they fix that. But, I mean, you can find just about any nonsense on Google, really. But look that up. I'm not making that up. That's been used for the last uh, day and a half. It's been trending. Uh, why? Because uh, this is another scandal Joe Biden is trying to cover up. Why? Because, again... This is a major felony. This guy has been doing this and getting away with it for years. And he puts his foot in his mouth every once in a while like he did with the Ukraine stuff. Uh, you know, uh, you fire the prosecutor or you don't get the money. Uh, if you uh, you fire him, you get the money. Uh, quid pro Joe. I mean, wh yeah. he, when he does stuff like that and then he brags about it on TV or recording, you know this guy is, you know, completely corrupt. So when you hear about charity and things like this, it makes sense. This is what he does. This is how he gets his money. This is how he gets paid. He's a corrupt, crooked politician. He makes money off of the people's taxes, people's taxpayer money, people's hard work, people's vulnerabilities, people's naive minds who actually think they're donating to, to cancer treatment, and they're just going to 
feed Creepy Joe, the sniffler. And all he does is he gropes little girls, he hangs out uh, at public pools and tells little Negro kids to stroke his lap and to hop down his lap and hop up and down and stroke the hairs on his legs and calls him roaches and then he goes off and makes speeches about, you know, black people being predators. I mean, this guy's a racist, he's a narcissist, he's he's a complete joke. He, you know, he's not a bright person, but he's an evil person. And when you have an evil person whose intent is in doing nothing but bad for others and good for himself, he will be smart in one direction, and that's what Joe is. That's why Joe, you know, was last in his class, even though he said he was first in his class, because he knows how to manipulate. He's a manipulative, evil dude. And that's, that's what he is. He's not a smart, book-smart guy, but he's a street-wise, manipulative, evil guy. That's why now it's even coming out that there's uh, tie-ins to the, probably the Mafia and PA, where they uh, apparently have a guy who's willing to testify that they used him and his people to actually rig some of these votes. And that's also been trending. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot behind Joe Biden that is not good. So when the left picked him, who is, uh, you know, clearly starting the uh, the stages of dementia, and they picked him is because he is the perfect puppet. He's already sold out. He's easy to manipulate. He's evil. He doesn't care about, about humans or anybody else but himself. He's willing to do whatever they say to save his own cor you know, corpse because he knows that he's you know, in deep trouble. And he knows his son's in deep trouble. So he said, okay, I'll run. I don't think he had the intention to run and if none of that was you know, in play. But since all that's in play, the only thing that's going to save him is being the president. That's it. So this is what this is. This is a coup basically to save his own ass. Right. But now the the question that we're facing, even though we know all this, we still may end up on the losing side of this because of the way, you know, the news has got all these people what do you call it snowed um that this the trump's bad biden's good you know he never did nothing wrong the russian thing was nothing it was more about trump well the russian thing was never about trump it was about hunter biden and he was hanging out with the son of a um uh mafia uh family i don't remember the name of the family but uh, and they were in it together. Uh, yeah, the mayor's wife came like uh, how many millions? Like three or four million dollars in from Russia. Look, the Russian hoax was always uh, about Hunter Biden and Russian connections. Uh, it was really about Hillary Clinton buying the fake steel dossier from Christopher Steele. I mean, that's really the, the if you want to talk about Russian collusion, that's it right there. Trump had nothing to do with Russia. In fact, the three years it took investigating the supposed Russian collusion with Trump, they well, came to nothing. You know, you know uh, not this visit, but the visit before at the doctors. They've been hounding me ever since this election has become. They've been, you know, they were hounding me the whole time to vote for Biden. And when they found out I voted for Trump, because I won't lie. You ask me a question, I'll tell you what I did. I'm not ashamed that I voted for Trump. I'm proud of the fact 
I like what he's done with this country. Yeah, he runs his mouth a little bit, but you know what? I'm sarcastic too, so I understand it. That's all it is, is sarcasm. He's sarcastic. People don't know how to take it. News goes up in arms over something he said, blah, blah, and it turns out to be nothing. He was just being sarcastic. Yeah, it's funny so much that he's sarcastic. He has a kind of a wise-ass uh, comedic yeah, I, t- I style, which is, which is funny to me because, you know, I... I laugh at you know a lot of the things he says because it is kind of funny when he says some things mm-hmm. because I get the joke and I know the media gets the joke they they know that he's making a joke out of some things they ignore it yeah yeah they just ignore it and, and they vilify everything he says because that's called the wrap up smear doesn't matter what he says even if it's a joke you use it to smear him in any way, way possible so you continue that narrative that oh see he's a lunatic he's evil he's crazy like he made that joke about injecting bleach. That was a joke, and he and he ran with it like he's he's the president. He's dangerous. He's deranged. He's talking about him injecting bleach into people. And then he's I, joking. The other one was um, <laughs> calling his dad. Well, his dad was in the Ku Klux Klan. That didn't, well, that's not when true. his dad was in the Ku Klux Klan. So was eighty percent of the rest of America. But no, see, his dad wasn't in the Ku Klux Klan. His dad was. Uh, he had affiliation with some of them but, because uh, of business deals, but he wasn't an actual active member. But that's member. what it got turned into. Right. He became, not only was he involved in the Ku Klux Klan, he was a Nazi sympathizer, and that makes Trump Nazi person. That's what I was told today. That's not even accurate. In oh, fact, I yeah, I, if you really want to talk about... Uh, people that are connected to actual evil let's talk about then joe biden and uh, kamala harris joe biden's grandparents were in the trade the the slave trade so was kamala harris's grandparents they traded slaves african-american slaves in fact kamala harris who claims to be african-american or black american she has no black in her her mom is from india her dad is jamaican but his ancestry is from india as well he looks indian does not look black um, she doesn't yeah. look black. She's married to a white guy, but yet she's conning on this. Oh, I'm a black woman. No, you're not. You're Indian. There's right. a big difference. There's no Jamaica or or, or or India in Africa. So stop calling yourself an African-American lady because you're not African in any way, shape, or form. None of her ancestors go back to Africa, period. So that's a complete hypocrisy and a lie, but they do trade in slavery. That's something that happened. Well, you know what gets me is, all right, everyone's blaming everyone for in America for slavery. I got a question, and this tends to piss people off really bad, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If the chiefs of the tribes of the men that were sold originally never sold the men, then there would be no slavery. Correct. But here's a kicker. Before any whites owned black slaves, did you know that blacks owned Jewish white slaves? Yes. Okay, so if there we want... more white slaves in, a, in our history as human beings than there are black slaves. Correct. Now, if we want to go back and start paying reparations, I've said this before on my show, then we have to go back and pay the Jews a lot of money because... Sorry, mm-hmm. blacks. They were here first. You owned them. So if you're gonna yeah, give, if you're gonna give the money to you, you have to give it to the Jews. You know. 
Germany still has the money. They're living off the money they took from the Jews in World War II. Nobody said anything about, hey, give the money back. Yep, and you know what? The, the, the current situation we have now in this country with the communist, socialist left that's been ra- mm-hmm. radicalized actually comes from World War II. And, it's, yeah. and it really started down that path. And, and the United States has to brunt or bear a brunt of, like, the fault for it because they took in a lot of, like, not only scientists like Werner von Braun and a lot of these people in and was, uh, made them American. A, a man grab at the end to grab all the science because German right. scientists were, were ahead of everyone else in the world. But not only that, they also grabbed a lot of scholars and brought in a lot of people that gave them clemency to stay here and give them full citizenship. And that spread that ideology, that Marxism into America. And slowly after 47, after 50, 60, you started seeing this this movement towards Mm -hmm. socialism. Uh, in America, and it started with a lot of uh, Democrats who switched uh, parties, a lot of Republicans who switched parties. It wasn't a big, you know, switch as uh, they wanted to to say that. Oh, yeah, the, the Democrats became Republicans. But no, it only happened to a few members of each side that they decided to switch because the ideology wasn't fitting to with their mentality because their party was being taken over by Marxism. What do we have now? We have literally Marxism running the streets. Black Lives Matter, for example. The mm-hmm. people who created BLM are Marxists. They say it themselves. This is not a joke. Marxism is not a color Every thing, folks. dollars donated to Black Lives Matter ends up in the Democratic um, National Fund. Right. But besides that fact, uh, you know, we know the Democrat radicals are all Marxists. I mean, they've already established mm-hmm. that part. But the the point is that uh, people look at Marxism as a socialist, uh, communist, uh, white thing only. No, you know, Marxism is an ideology. It has nothing to do yeah. with race or color or creed or religion or sexual orientation. You can be any part of the alphabet community and be a Marxist, okay? So let's get that clear. It's an ideology. It's a mentality that you're better than everybody else and you're supreme. And that's why you see even a lot of the alphabet people who think that, oh, well, you, everybody's got to be gay now and everybody's got to be binary and by queer and by this and by that. And you can't be a normal heterosexual person. you got to be shameful if you're a regular white straight guy. Why? Why does everything have to be gay now? Can you just you know blend in with the rest of society? No! Everybody's got to be gay. Everybody's got to be black. Everybody's got No! We're all individuals. That's what being an American is. We're a country full of individuals. We practice our religion our own way. We go our, you know, we, we, we establish our own heritages. We come here as a melting pot. We get along. You know, this is not the Borg. And they're trying to turn this into the Borg where they classify you as one thing and that's it. If you go against it, the counterculture will destroy you. You see that over and over again. The counterculture is destroying itself. That's why you see it even infighting within the Democrats because certain parts of the Democrats that are very radicalized Muslims are going against the established, more moderate Democrats. And then they're going against the more progressive Democrats that are not Muslims. So there's like infighting like crazy within the Democrats itself. So the actual party is being not only taken over. They're trying to get in a position to get the have their hands out when that right. the money. But they're, but they're all following the same Marxist ideology. That's the crazy right. part. They're all Marxists in their own way. 
but they're all fighting fighting each other because they they're all trying to be superior to each other in a, in the same ideological you know way, which does not work. That's why you get you know this, uh, which happens a lot. You get a lot of crazy, deranged, insane people that join these groups because they literally cater to that population that normally the mentally ill. So you when you look at a lot of the people on the left that are joining these. Uh, you know, Marxist groups, these Marxist movements like the Socialist Democrats or whatever, notice how crazy they actually are. Antifa, all the people that have arrested, look at the crazy eyes on these people. They're, they're lunatics. These are not normal people. These are people that are literally, like, insane. Uh, I'm talking about mental illness, literal mental clinical illness. And some of these people are actually teaching universities teaching high schools they're teaching our youth they're indoctrinating people from the youth your doctors have probably been indoctrinated for the last 25 30 years so now what you're getting is you're getting doctors that are indoctrinated by crazy people that are marxist and they've been following this ideology for 70 years their parents are probably crazy i mean the apple doesn't fall far from the tree right right so I mean that that's a, it's a generational thing. Unfortunately, the only way you radical you know radically remove that is by putting it out there for the entire masses to figure it out and say, "Look, this is what's happening. Open your eyes. This is the red pill. Take it. Stop you know being asleep because we're we're gonna get taken over. And you know what the the grass ain't that green on the other side. You don't want Venezuela here. This is a massive scale and it's gonna be really bad." And people are finally starting to realize that. That's why you had the big march for Trump the other day. And I tell you what, who caused issues? Oh, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, when they showed up, then they started a riot. It was a peaceful protest until that moment. That tells you who is the one that's causing the violence. It's not the Trump people. It's the radical left. And what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a complete civil war and breakdown mm -hmm. in this country. And that is what's happening, I believe, after this dark winter. And Biden is not going to be president, but he will be president to the media. And that is another, that's going to further engulf the Civil War because yeah. the literal president that actually won this election is Trump. It's that clear. This is a rigged job by the left. But the media has appointed their king already because it's in their favor. So that's mm -hmm. where the Civil War is really going to start coming into play because, you know what, a lot of people are noticing what's going on. Latinos, blacks, whites, everybody who's waking up to this is understanding that this is a problem. And it's a problem that's being caused by a minority that's trying to overtake a majority of the country. So the only way you squash that is by putting the crazy people in prison and keeping them there. And that, that's the thing the left that's does not want to do. So because the left doesn't want to do that. They put them right back on the streets. That's a problem. So how are we, the right, the rational... The Republican that want less government, more people control. How 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 are we gonna even deal with this? I mean, we're we're waiting on the lawyers and the people that are standing up to them in the government. But what does an everyday person do? I mean, I, I'm doing my part. When I went into that doctor's office, I knew damn well what would happen. But when they asked me, do you, who'd you vote for? Trump. If you didn't want to know, don't ask. I would simply say, what does that matter? Well, no, because <laughs> I absolutely knew 
knew I would get that response. And that is not America. That is not American. And I wanted to prove my point. If you're going to ask me who I voted for, then you better be ready for the answer because you never know. And this is America. You're allowed to disagree with your neighbor. You're allowed to disagree with whoever the hell you want. Well, remember, that's in, in our America, the real America, the constitutional yeah. America, not the America that they want to implement where you have no freedom of speech, no freedom of say, no freedom of bearing arms. You have no freedoms. And uh, the only freedom you have is to breathe. That's it. That's the only freedom you're going to get. Everything else is, you know, mandated by the government. Bigger government. They want you to stay locked in. This is the, the funniest thing ever. You, they want to imp implement uh, mandatory lock-ins, right? Shutdowns of the government, uh, mandatory mask. Even inside your home, you have to wear a mask. Why in the hell will I have to wear a mask if I'm locked in my house? Oh, well, they also said, <laughs> um, I saw this thing they were trying to pass where you were not allowed to speak ill of the LGBTQ, whatever, in your own home. I mean, exactly. That's Again, that's the Marxist alphabet community mm -hmm. planting the rules. Look, this is what they want. They want to overthrow the police, right? Because they want to bring Sharia law into the government. Then the, the alphabet community is going along with it because they think, well, you know, since we're, we've been, you know, so hated on, this is the path to our freedom. But they don't understand is, in the Middle East, the Muslims will cut their heads off for being in the alphabet community. They don't like these people. They're using them. But they're so brainwashed they're going along with it because they're also Marxist. And they're stupid. A lot of the people that are going, not every single gay person is stupid, by the way. And a lot of them that are very smart individuals and are not going along with this stupidity. That's why you have the walkaway movement. You have a lot of things that have been going on within mm -hmm. the gay community that is completely rational. But there's a, definitely a, a fraction of these people that are completely lunatics. And these people are deranged. Uh, you know, they're... they're narcissists they think that you know their way is the only way and they're following the marxist mentality and it's a dangerous thing because they're so completely hateful of anybody who's different from them which is funny because they have like 13 different initials for different things that they want to be classified they're not even happy with being called gay or bisexual anymore now it's uh, binary queer uh binary this gender dysphoria, I don't know if I'm a man or I'm a woman or I'm a fish or I'm a number two pencil. Like, these people, they don't know what the hell they are. But And that goes to people that are completely mentally insane that so happen to be gay. And they don't understand, the, you know, right from wrong. They don't understand reality from make-believe and la-la land. So they're caught in between two places and they're Marxist on top of that. So what do you have? Antifa. What do you have? These crazy people that go out and do these rioting and this burning and the looting of these cities. And every time they get arrested, it's the same, you know, kind of players. When you look at the people at Antifa that get arrested, they all look like part of the if, alphabet community and crazy. If the courts throughout this election or reverse it like it should be, President Trump, I will put money on it, will have no choice but to call martial law to settle everything down because the minute they would announce the actual election results which will probably 
blow some people's minds because Trump won this by like 80 to 20%. As far as I'm uh, calculating, uh, he wanted, he got somewhere around close to 400, maybe a little bit more of the electoral votes. Uh, this is a complete landslide, folks. I mean, mm -hmm. this was not even close. And that's where the rig job comes in because they didn't just rig it one that's way. That's why they put Hillary in the uh, electoral college. Correct. Because she is hell-bent on making this Marxist, progressive, communist, socialist takeover happen. This was their agenda from the beginning. But the problem is, if they do succeed in doing that, all they will do is, one, bring the second civil war on, and two, it will split this country in, in not in half, but it'll split it in a way that it would take, what, 20, 30 years? It would take two generations for it to settle down. Unfortunately, uh, that's probably going to happen. Look, it took, what, three generations, basically, to like get it this way? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is part of making America great again, to get rid of... Uh, this is the swamp uh, that we're looking at, guys. Mm -hmm. And this is what Trump was talking about. And it will take a couple generations, definitely, because you gotta you got to correct uh, the consciousness of the people and, and make them understand that communism, socialism, is pure evil. And unfortunately, I mean, I, I see it uh, on my uh, family members... I seen it, and I'm talking about the young ones because, again, they don't understand the difference. They've never been through these kind of horrific things in their country. So un until they experience it, they're not going to understand it. Until and, bullets start start flying back at them, and I, then it'll be too late. Yeah, and I, you know what? I had a, a very weird conversation a few years ago with my uh, niece's uh, friend at her wedding. Uh, when she was getting married, uh, she had uh, one of her best friends as a tall, black, gay dude. And he was there with uh, his much older boyfriend. Uh, the, the gay dude was maybe 22, 23, around 24, around the young guy. Uh, you know, her, her friend. Um, his boyfriend or lover or whatever was at least 50. Okay. That's another problem in itself. Uh, the age difference is ridiculous, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but the thing that really got they got to me is how much they defended these communist countries, and they the the older one who was like, "Oh, I've traveled all over the place. I've been to China, I've been to Korea, you know, and, and naming a lot of communist countries." And I'm like, "Have you been anywhere that's not communist?" <laughs> I mean, seriously. And uh, and every time he says he's gone over to these places, have been you know okay. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a tourist. They don't they ain't gonna mess with you, but they mess with their own people. You see, because you're bringing tourists money, and they can smell that. So they're not gonna mess with the tourists. The tourists are, are safe in a lot of these places because you mean income. So they're gonna treat you nice. But go ask uh, the 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 the, the full on gone or. Ask the, the Wicker Muslims how they get treated in their own country by oh, their own government. Pictures of the disgust. They burn people alive in cages. But the media is never going to report that in mainstream news because they don't want to report that. And, I, you know, I had that conversation with them, and I was like, this is ridiculous. You don't even know what you're talking about. And he says, oh, you're just you're listening to Alex Jones, and you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, and who do you watch? 
Oh, I, I watch CNN, and I'm like, exactly. <laughs> right there is your main problem. I mean, this is several years ago. This is before, you know, the election. Uh, right. This is probably like 2017, 18, around there, when she got married. So this is uh, a few years back, and I told him, I was like, you, you know, you're watching the wrong news. And when you go to some of these places, you're there for a few days, maybe a week, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you're there for a few days for a week, you're not really living there. You're visiting. I've been to horrible places visiting, and guess what? They treat me nice because I'm a tourist. They don't mm -hmm. want to lose your money. But guess what happens when you go to some places and you go off on your own sometimes? You'll end up dead. That happened to a buddy of mine. His father where I worked, at, and I don't want to mention names out of respect, but his, right. fa his father worked at uh, fixing boats, went to the Bahamas, wound up dead. That happened to a friend of mine. His father wound up dead in the Bahamas. And well, there's, people don't believe there's modern-day pirates that live in the Bahamas, and they will take your boat, they will kill you, sell your boat, and you, no one will ever know what happened to you. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, he wound up on, on shore with the, with the, another person who was with him, uh, and they were both dead. Uh, the bodies wound up on shore, and that, that's how they were found. Uh, but their boat disappeared. The third person involved disappeared. The wife never saw that third person again, which was the uh, the, the person who needed the job done. So there's a good chance that, yeah, pirates probably got to them, and, you know, th these two got were able to jump off the boat before something happened. The third person wasn't, wasn't so lucky, and, well, or maybe he drowned and didn't come up sure. Who knows? There was a guy, and I read this book. There was a guy who wrote a book about his experience. He was in a quarter of a million dollar sailboat that, I mean, this thing was the most modern thing you'd ever seen in your life. I mean, it was a beautiful boat. And it was so automatic. He would go out by himself. He would go everywhere, around Africa, around South America. He had no fear. He was coming back up to go into Florida to re restock and refit. And he went between um, Cuba and what's the next island next to Cuba on the east side? Uh, it's in Jamaica. You got Jamaica. I think it's Jamaica. Yeah. But he went a little within a mile of Jamaica. They, um, they found his boat eventually. It was over in Africa. Um, the Smallies ended up with it, with the boat. Um, yep. And that, he that's typical captive for it took him a year and a half to get away. He had to swim to Cuba, get arrested and then deported back to America through the court system in order to save his own life. I don't doubt that. I've heard stories similar to that. Like Somalia is a terrible, terrible player when it comes to piracy and. And I'm talking about like sea pirates, not piracy like on the internet, like pirate yeah. pirates. And uh, they're known terrorists uh, all over the, the world. I mean, Somalia is a very, they very bad player. Boats daily that go through the, those straits, right? Yep. By um, uh, the the Somali, the U.S. ships are not allowed to go within. They are. They have to go to the other side of the shipping lanes. Uh, or they, uh, the military says we won't, we won't protect you yeah. if you 
within like a hundred miles of Somalia. We yeah, will not it's that bad. So th this boggles the the mind. Why is it that we have somebody like Elon Omar in a position in this country when she is from Somalia, hates this country with a passion, despises yeah. America, is completely Marxist, completely uh, wants to overthrow the government, defund the police, the whole nine yards. And yet, somehow, she became a congressperson. How does that work? Because people don't pay attention to what they're voting for. Right. They see the phony smile. They see, well, you know, she's of color. You know, we want to be with the, the modern times, and some people vote for that. They're uh, trying so hard to get people of color in office that right. look at who they are. That's another problem, and they don't vet them correctly. And this is a woman who was given uh, the opportunity to, to come to this country and take advantage of the freedom that she was going to get here compared to what she got in Somalia. And all she's done is brought her failed ideology from Somalia to this country and tried to now like be part of the overthrow and the coup of this country. That is radical leftist ideology, which, folks, you think that you can weed that out by bringing these people in. You can't. That's the problem. This is why Trump wanted to, like, make sure the borders got, you know, like, under mm -hmm. control. Because you're literally bringing in the enemy, and they're indoctrinating the people here. That's what she is. She's an indoctrinated youth that came to America already with the mindset that America is evil and that we're the bad guys. So what does she do when she gets in any position of power? She spews lies and hatred for the same country that gave her the freedom to be able to do stupid shit like that. She comes in here and what she does, she mocks 9-11 on the public team. Oh, some people did something. <laughs> you know, like, it's a big joke to her. Why? Because she despises this country. She likes when American uh, citizens die. To her, this country yeah. is evil. So when you bring those people here and you allow them to assume position of power within Congress or the Senate, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have people that are evil. When you allow people like Maxine Waters to be there for 40 fucking years destroying the, you know, her, her city, you're going to get evil. When you have Nancy Pelosi, who's a disgrace to humanity, doing what she does in San Francisco, which she's destroyed that city, you know, you're going you're gonna to have California looking like a shit show because you have nothing but evil, you know, and these people are narcissists. They're completely sold out, every single one of them. Nancy Pelosi's son is involved in Ukraine and, and in Russian hoax also. They're involved in, in getting money from these oligarchs. That's you know, not a secret. Nancy Pelosi comes from the mafia. Hello? Her family <laughs> is mafioso. So, I mean, uh, come on, people. Who are you electing? Yeah, we're going to call that the end there. I, I We need to continue this conversation. So, because this is real. This is what America needs to hear. It's the only way we're going to solve this. It's not by fighting. It is by shining a light on this abscess we have in our government that is just destroying our country and they can hear it every week on my show by the way inside the jackal's head and on angelespino.com if anybody wants to see me direct again just go to my website angelespino.com very simple uh my pictures all over the place hit my patreon page on there please patreon.com forward slash angelespino and uh you know drop a couple bucks in there if you can you guys take care and i will see you next tuesday we're gonna just skip all this music and i'm gonna hand the stream to the next show. You guys have a wonderful week and I'll see you next Tuesday.